It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 It is currently Wednesday, October 27th at 9.42 a.m. I'm your host, John Sock, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the best in the business, Chaz Jurgens. Chaz, how are you doing today? You know who it is. Another another great day over here in Montreal, you know? Getting a little chillier. Winter's coming around early this year, feels like, but Halloween just around the corner, and the league's heating up already one week into the NBA season, and can't be more excited to be able to watch some, some great NBA basketball. There's been overtime finishes, close games all around the league, some some great high scoring matchups. So always exciting to to watch some of the league, but don't want to get too too hyped or too overreactive to anything that's happening with only four games into the 82 this year. Austin Reeves, Hillbilly Kobe is the best player in the NBA and should win MVP. Change my mind. Um, yeah, really, it's still so early in the league. I didn't want to just go through like, oh, and now we're going to talk about what we saw in four games because – uh, some people need to do that because it's their job. <laughs> yeah. It's not our job. Our job is to talk whatever's going on and whatever we can talk about. And you know what we can mm. talk about? This NBA Top 75 list that I thought was going to be making headlines. And then it really didn't. <laughs> I was kind of sh- surprised. I didn't. I don't really mind it. Because I don't really mind it not making headlines. But I think it's still worth talking about. I think it didn't get discussed enough. I'm happy it didn't, like, dominate the discussion for a long time, but I would have thought that people would still talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I heard about it here and there, but there was definitely a, some snubs, some people on the list that I feel like would have gotten more national coverage or more just names talked about them, some more tweets that would have gotten reactions. And instead, it seems to kind of have fly, flown under the radar. And maybe it'll come up at some point closer to the All-Star game because I know they plan to have some big anniversary stuff for it, but does seem like something that is worth discussing when the NBA puts out a list of the 75 best players of all time. Yeah. And some people are left off. You might want to say, Hey, why is so-and-so not here? And such and such is. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, especially because the only time we're hearing about it is Clay Thompson complaining. He didn't make the team. <laughs> and then when uh, Dwight Howard fought Anthony Davis on the bench, because he didn't make the team a joke, mm-hmm. a joke. Um <laughs> Although that was a very that was hilarious when he when someone someone like captioned it like when someone made some caption about it like Dwight being mad he didn't make the team I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean the Warriors might roll out Draymond Green and Clay Thompson wearing seventy six and seventy seven for the rest of the season. Like, that would be so funny. I like the Clay Thompson seventy seven. I'm surprised Draymond wasn't complaining more. Could be honest. Yeah. Um, but that, we'll, we'll talk about that more. We'll talk about more when we hit the snubs. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, we didn't want to start panicking. And then we're going to talk about the NBA's top 75 list. Uh, Self-described, it is the NBA 75th anniversary team was selected by a blue ribbon panel of current and former NBA players, coaches, general managers, and team and league executives, WNBA legends, and sports writers and broadcasters. It's a lot of ands. Um, Mm -hmm. Commas, man. Come on. Voters were asked to select the 75 greatest players in NBA history without regard for position. Panelists did not rank their selections. Current and former players were not allowed to vote for themselves. So now we don't rank by position? Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I needed to get that in there. I think this criteria is actually like appropriately vague for capturing what has been the... Uh, how many years have this been? Uh, the 75th, five years of this league? 
all the yeah. different eras. I think I tracked that as five the last time I did it. Five mm-hmm. different eras, 75 years. I think you need the criteria to be vague because of just how much the game has evolved. They also actually had 76 players because of a tie-in voting. And so we're not going to go through all 75 names because that's just going to take a long time and our listeners won't know at least half of the names of the players on the list. So if you care about all the names, pause this podcast and Google it. We're going to go through the controversial ones and all the new additions. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing to know is the entire 50th anniversary team made this team. So essentially there's only 26 new players on that list. So we're going to go through that list. Um, Yeah, yeah. that original 50 being from the the 50th year anniversary, obviously in 96, 97. And uh, the game has changed a little bit since then, but only 26 more players to add. I guess we're getting one great player every season in the NBA. Yeah, I felt like that was like a low <laughs> amount of players to add to the list. And, you know, then <laughs> when we talk about snubs, we'll talk about snubs. But like even like, yeah, I don't know. We'll get uh, through you- when we talk about snubs. The biggest question for me I want to go through what the criteria is. So the biggest question for me is what makes someone one of the greatest players of all time? Mm -hmm. It's really tough criteria for me to make. Does every, is every MVP great? Is every DPOY great? How many all defensive teams make you great? How many all NBA teams make you great? What if you weren't swimming in accolades? Is it just about dominance? How do you factor in the eye test? All these things. In my opinion, there are three criteria that should be evaluated. Mm. The first criteria, in my opinion, is if you cannot tell the quick story of the NBA without that player, then you need then you, you need then they are great enough that they need to make this team. And I'm going to tell the abridged story of the NBA once we're doing the snubs. Don't worry, but I just think this is the easiest and most obvious criteria. If you can't mm-hmm. tell the story of the NBA without a player's name because they had such a big impact on NBA history, they probably deserve to be on the top 75 greatest players of all time. Probably. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a certain element of, you know, if you just you were to to have Bill Russell sit down and just recount all the basketball he's seen from the beginning till now, and any name that he says, you just pencil them onto the list. There might be a couple names that he that he would say that still even aren't on the team right now. So for sure, if you're you're looking at the NBA as a whole, as a storyline from the beginning to now and to continuing, there's some guys who need to be included in just things that they've done in the league that are just so amazing or so impactful that is an appropriate criteria to be included onto a list of the 75th best of all time. And I want to point out that this criteria worked perfectly for the 50th anniversary team. Mm. I I went through it and every team that I mentioned was represented at least when you tell the story of the league, if not every team, almost every team, or every, no, every team is represented by at least one player, every historic team. Mm-hmm. Some, there are some players that, oh, maybe they should have been on, maybe they shouldn't, but every team that needed to be mentioned was mentioned in the 50th anniversary team. Second criteria, accolades. Now, there are a lot of issues with how accolades are given out. But over the long 75 years of NBA history, most of these mistakes are normalized by volume. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sit there, find the average standard deviation of all the, uh, oh, all the NBA, all NBAs, all NBA first teams, all NBA second teams, um, MVPs and all that stuff. That wasn't exactly easy. Um, 
It is midterm season. I think almost every player on this list has at least six All NBA teams. Uh, yeah. Not obviously every not every single one of them, and we will talk about some of the ones that don't. But everyone that you're like, oh yeah, for sure they're on this team has six All NBA teams. Uh, I think everyone with more than eight All NBA teams is on the list. Mm. Uh, everyone with more than seven is on the list except for Dwight Howard. Um, poor Dwight. I mean, yeah, the definitely obviously when you you come into these uh, debates, everyone will always go pretty much straight to the numbers and to the accolades. So that is going to be a, an essential key. But there is a certain amount of voter bias and things like that that I guess should need to be taken into account. But like you said, across such a long time period, you hope that the the volume and just the the time itself helps balance all things out to make it even again. Although there is, and I will continue to say this throughout this episode, the NBA has become vastly different than when these teams were first made. And it's a little bit worth noting that, yes, some people may have 12 all-star teams. There were also 12 teams in the league when they played. So it's, there's a bit of a difference, but absolutely when it comes down to the accolades, if your numbers aren't nearing the double digits, it's hard to make a list like this. Yep. And the third criteria for me is is, uh, is winning. Uh, what, what did what did Jordan say? Seventy three and nine don't mean a thing without a ring. Don't, not literally, but winning is very important. I, I, look, I don't care about your MVPs if you don't have a title. I'm gonna say Giannis would not be anywhere near this list for me if he didn't win last season. Mm-hmm. Even if I've got issues with the ring. I'm still, he's on this list for me because he got that ring. Conference finals appearances, finals appearances, championships, all that stuff. They're really important to your greatness. And yeah, that's the, that, those are the three criteria that I would judge on personally. Mm. And there are some other that I would understand people using, but for me, those are the three criteria that should matter. If you hit all three, you are no matter what on this team. If you hit two of the three, you probably still belong in this team. If you're only hitting one of the three, it's a little harder, but that's when the the eye tests and certain other favorable things can come into your your chances. If you have, let's say, a, are a superstar in the modern age and not necessarily competing with someone who's playing in the sixties and the seventies, because I'll say when I when I was looking through the list, only real names that I had to look up to confirm if they should really belong here. I'm looking up up on basketball reference and everyone's careers ending before like 1975. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't feel too bad about not knowing that much about these guys because there's just not that much I really could know. There's not even old broadcast videos I could watch if I want to. So, yeah, winning and especially in the modern era is certainly going to do a lot for these players in the, the future lists that they compile as well. Mm-hmm. I, I was more going to say if you only have one of those three criteria, you probably don't belong on the list. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to put some other criteria that I understand people could use, but I would not particularly weigh. The The first is reverence from their peers. I think it's a little important. Uh, I do think that if the if the entire basketball like community knows like how good you are, I think that it's worth something. Mm. But I wouldn't weigh it anywhere near as much as I weigh the first three. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's a take that no one understands the game like those who played it. And I don't really agree with that. But I do think that you understand the game differently if you played it. So if the entire league thinks you're the best, that is worth something to me. 
If the entire league just thinks you're really good, that's not worth quite as much, but it's still worth something. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's definitely a, a certain element of the players kind of know best, you would think, especially guys who go up against each other on a nightly basis. Like you, you have, even without the counting stats or without the accolades, perhaps you would know that, okay, this guy, no matter what, every single night that we played each other was a battle and I'm considered one of the greatest of all time and he's not on this list. So that does seem a little off to me, but no, overall it is something that should be taken into account for sure. If there's like 20, 30, 40 people on the list who are all saying, Hey, this guy definitely belongs here, then probably should be on the list. But if it's like five, 10 dudes who are saying, yeah, yeah, he was real good when we played against him. That, that definitely is not held as highly as some of the other things. Like if we're talking about all NBA teams and then 12 guys say that this guy belongs here, but 44 say that he doesn't, but this other guy has 15 all NBA teams. I mean, he's still going to make the list. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, the last criteria I, I would be okay with considering is reverence from fans. Now, I, I don't love, I don't love this because if this was really an important criteria that Alex Crusoe would be one of the 10 greatest players of all time. Yeah, the Ch- Chaz, is there any other criteria I'm forgetting? Like anything else that you think people could judge on that you would uh, you would respect? I mean, there's not much else I think that would really go into this list. Obviously, like the the eye test kind of falls into the reverence from players and from fans part to me because you get to those people usually tell you what they saw and what they heard. But mm-hmm. no, I think this is a a good list, a good I guess five criteria or a top three to go through, and then obviously the whatever home fans are always going to support the guys who won for them. So it's hard to take that much of the input from the fans, but for sure there's a certain amount of, okay, if this guy's got a statue in front of his stadium, he might belong on this list. Like, Is there a list of who has statues in front of stadiums? I would like to know that. I'm sure someone's compiled one somewhere. I know, I know, I know MJ statue is inside the stadium. Who was making it? Andrew Schultz had a joke about that. <laughs> He was like, you couldn't let it get uh, get ruined by that cold Chicago weather. No, he was more getting at it. He's more making a joke about Chicago gangs and stealing yeah. the statue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not retelling that joke on air. Um, I don't have I'm the so so. <laughs> I don't have the chops. Um, all right, I want to run through the new 26 on the whole list. Mm. Not the whole list because the whole is just too many names that just deserve to be there like so many of these names are immortalized in nba history and i guess maybe that kind of gives some bias to us not selecting them but also i think that that pretty much uh proves if they stand the test of time they deserve to be on the list so i'm just gonna talk about the new names uh first then we'll talk about the controversial old ones a little while after i've got the 26 in four tiers the inarguable the definitely should have made it the arguable and maybe we should check this one more time. And I want to say really quickly, the first and second tier are essentially the exact same. <laughs> they are essentially the exact same. So don't be like, oh my God, this guy was in the wrong tier. They are essentially the same. It's just based on how much I think someone is going to argue. No way. They don't deserve to be here. Um <laughs> Without further ado, I'm going to kick it off. Uh, first name, Kevin yeah. Durant. Greatest scorer ever. Moving on. Kevin yeah. Garnett. MVP. Huge part of NBA history. Moving on. Dirk Nowitzki. Champion. Part of NBA history with the Mavs. Moving on. Ray Allen. Twice on NBA history teams. Most clutch shot in NBA history. 
great accolades, mm-hmm. great stats. Moving on. And I almost took Ray Allen off my list at first. I want to own that. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Stop. Read it again. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony, top 10 scorer of all time. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you're a top 10 scorer of all time. You're on the list. Like, you just are. Mm-hmm. I'm not fighting that. He also had some good Western Conference battles with Kobe Bryant. Da, da, da. Speaking of which, next name, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Just duh. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Sorry, I'm not letting you jump in. Let me finish this go, up. Go, go. You jump in. Dennis Rodman, five-time champion, greatest rebounder ever. I'm not running through the rest of his accolades. It's not happening. Dwayne <laughs> Wade, part of NBA history, part of <laughs> duh. Yeah. That's my inarguables. Yeah. For sure, this is a list that I guess Ray Allen and Mello would be the two that people might have anything to say about. But like you said, Ray, I think especially sometimes gets forgotten about how, first of all, how great he was in Milwaukee when he first came into the league mm-hmm. as just an all around bucket getter, not only revolutionizing the game, but how much he was able to shoot that pill, but also he was putting the ball on the deck. He was killing people and then uh, immortalized in NBA history with the Celtics and with the heat. So that's a guaranteed and then the Carmelo one is always going to be one that people like to talk about, given his the lack of, I guess, overall success and winning. But I think if you, you look at Melo as someone who is also a, a relatively successful young player, I mean, those Nuggets teams made the playoffs a lot when he came into the league. He did a lot for the Knicks. And like someone who was also considered to be like cast out of the league, could no longer play and kept persevering and is now back and playing impactful roles on good teams throughout the rest the end of his career. So someone who obviously belongs is an inarguable on this list, a top 10 scorer of all time. How are you going to put 66 other players on a list that didn't score more than him? If you're going to put Carmelo Anthony not on this list. So yeah, there's, there's a few guys here that are for sure. Just obviously going to go down Kevin Garnett, I mean, anything is possible. He had the biggest contract in NBA history when it got first signed. So he's someone that no way, no doubt should never be included. And then, you know, talk about Dirk Nowitzki, one of the greatest international players, obviously a crazy run with the Mavs and something that will never unlikely to ever be done. So Mm. someone who who completely and utterly 100% deserves to be on this list. I think being on both of those Mavs teams kind of cemented him in, in NBA history a lot because of the battles they had with the Heat. So you can mm-hmm. argue with me. You can argue with me that like maybe you can tell like how about this because of the magnitude of well one making the finals in 2006 against the Heat that had Dwayne Wade and had Shaq mm-hmm. losing that which yeah. made it made it that when LeBron and Bosh got went to follow Wade the de facto location was Miami. Hey, we already mm-hmm. won here. You guys are coming here. So now they all LeBron and Bosch go to Miami and then Dirk beats them in the finals. The first time the impact that had on all three of their legacies, if the heat like that, the, the heightenedness of playing LeBron mm-hmm. over boosts Dirk Nowitzki's case. I will own that. I will own that. But quite frankly, that's how it goes. Also, I think I forgot to put Tim Duncan on this list. I think I accidentally didn't write his name down. Um, I mean, and like guaranteed to lock. Yeah, guaranteed to lock. Like I, 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 you know, I will come on here. Whatever I call Tim Duncan, overrated. I mean, he's not a top five or top ten NBA player, like some people like to say. <laughs> he's just yeah. not. But he might be the fourth best power forward of all time. Like, <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? Probably still a top twenty-five player. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I didn't rank out every single player in NBA history for this. Um, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't feel like it. Um, didn't think so. <laughs> mid, midterm season. Yeah. <laughs> midterm season. If the NBA, if the actual people that get paid to do this didn't do it, I'm not doing it. I don't know. I, I got filmed to break down, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tim Duncan was also obviously part of this list. Um, yeah. Also, obviously, part of NBA history, like Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, guys who you could not tell the story of the NBA of, like you would just have to leave out the Mavericks or the Spurs for about 20 years to not tell the story, not talk about either of them. So, 100%. Yeah, and I mean, we could talk a little more about how the Mavs place in NBA history. I think we will when we actually go through that. But let's mm-hmm. get to the next tier just because we got sat on here for a second. Um, the next tier is the definitely should have made it tier. These people, I think most most of the people in this tier lacked the success to be undeniable, or they lacked the 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 accolades. They lack. There was a there was one key part of their of their resume that was just lacking. Mm-hmm. And look, if you want to sit there and tell me that some of these people deserved it more than Ray Allen or Carmelo Anthony, go for it. Or Dirk Nowitzki, go for it. I don't care. Both of these, all everyone on this tier deserved to be on the top seventy five list. Yeah, and I will not take an argument that they don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. We ready? Yeah. They are James Harden. Uh, wait. Do you want me to list all the names and we could go by them them one by one cases, or do you want me to do it case do it case? What do you think works better, Chaz? Up to you. Uh, let's go through it case by case, and we'll just breeze through them. All right. First name is James Harden. No championships, but accolades are legitimately insane. MVP, mm-hmm. I think he was second three times, nine-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA first team, three-time scoring champ, one-time assist leader. I just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. They changed the rules. Seems like James Harden's washed. I guess he'll never be great again in the NBA because the refs hate him, and Adam Silver doesn't want him in the league, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, James Harden, no doubter for this list. Again, the accolades are almost good enough as it is if he still didn't have half a career to go he would already make this team. So, yep. Yep. And, and he might still win. He might, this is one of those selections that he, even if he doesn't win, this is going to look fine. It's going to look yeah. absolutely fine. Six all NBA first teams, everyone with more than everyone. I think with more than four made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone who had more than six, everyone who had more than six all NBA teams and more than I think three all NBA first teams made it. Mm-hmm. yeah no that's for real i checked that out that's that's for real i have it written down later all <laughs> that yeah harden makes the team Allen iverson another guy without a championship but his impact on nba culture for one is unmeasurable you want to talk yeah. reverence from their peers where it actually matters iverson might be the one where it matters mm-hmm. uh shout out to chris alps porzingis and his old uh cornrows meanwhile he also has the accolades to back it up mvp 11 time all-star three-time first team nine-time total all nba four-time scoring champ three-time steel champ mm-hmm only reason why Shaq and Kobe didn't go 16-0 in the playoffs. Yep. He is undoubtedly one of the 75 best players in NBA history. My personal GOAT absolutely belongs on this list. One of the guys who, yes, when you talk about reverence from fans and from peers, I think is where it takes him above all the rest, where you just talk about Allen Iverson as someone who's considered to be, you know, like if he was 6-6, probably top 10 player of all time. Yeah. And that's, that's something you could say about a lot of guys, I guess, who will always say, you know, if I was this, I was that. But Allen Iverson was really like that when he was in the league, hoping, had a tougher end of his career, 
but an absolutely dominant force on the court every single second and a guy who gave it gave it his all every time he played 100% and, and also with, with Iverson he's one of those players who just if you were telling a longer version of NBA history you'd have to mention him if you mm-hmm. were like like I'm going to give the spark notes of NBA history in a little bit but if you were like really like all right we're going to go through it we're going to talk about everything like th- Allen Iverson has to be mentioned just for how much he changed the culture of the game and his yeah. practice rant is legendary. <laughs> uh, next name on this list, Steve Nash, two-time MVP, eight-time All-Star, three-time uh, three first-team, seven-time total All-NBA, five-time assist leader, four-time 50-40-90 club. Accolades, man. No winning, but yeah. all the accolades. Um, mm-hmm. Greatest Canadian of all time, maybe? Greatest Canadian, period. <laughs> Ever. Ever. There never was a greater Canadian. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two-time MVP and a champion, even if his championship was weird. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. He still is a two-time MVP and a champion, even if he hasn't cemented himself in NBA history yet. That's yeah. that's that's enough for me. He's on this list. Yeah, um, I feel like this is a, one of those little provisionary ones where he, he might not fully deserve to be in the top 75, 76 no, list he, right now in his career. No, I think he but, definitely does. I think right now... That's a two-time MVP and a champion. I don't think I, that's a better resume than than Dirk Nowitzki. That's a better resume than a lot of players that are on this list. I, I hate that you're making me argue for him right now, man. Yeah, but you know I'm how much gonna... I did. You know how much I, I I have devalued his championship, and it's literally been like two weeks since and he his won MVPs. it. Um, <laughs> and his MVPs. But all that's to say is like Giannis still I think deserves to be on this list. Just the two MVPs might have been enough for him to be in the top 75 period adding the championship just solidifies it even if he doesn't do anything more with his career i think he still finishes at worst as a top 50 player of all time mm. no i definitely think the dpoy i didn't mention yeah no i definitely think he he will belong on this list probably does belong on this list right now but he's just one of those guys who i think is a little bit closer to the the leeway for me but he's going to be voted on for sure because by the end of his career or even in by the next three to five years, he'll probably have enough accolades to make sure that there's an absolutely no doubt that he's on this list. Yeah, just add an extra two All NBA first teams because everyone's pretty add much an extra two All NBA <laughs> first teams, or at least uh, yeah, he has three All NBA first teams already, two All NBA second teams. He'll definitely finish with at least the six and three, six first, mm-hmm. six total teams, and three All NBA first teams that you need that everyone has on this list, except yeah. for Dwight Howard. Um, <laughs> God, I can't wait to get to the snubs. Jason Kidd was on mm-hmm. two teams that almost have to be mentioned in NBA history when he was with the Nets and when he was with the Mavs. He was also five-time All-NBA first team, five-time assist leader. Yeah, next. Yeah, I mean, a great guard. Yep, Pelongs next, on Kawhi, list. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. He ended two dynasties. I think that's almost uh, inarguable. I, I think he's almost arguable, but not really because mm. he doesn't have like a lot of these like all nba first teams and all the you know all these long seasons and you know he wasn't really the best player on that first dynast on the first uh spurs team mm-hmm. I-, I think there's almost an argument there but not really i think he definitely comes in in the top 75 especially when you look at some of the other players that are in this list uh yeah russell westbrook Mm-hmm. This is the one I'm happily just surprised to not see people up in arms about. Like, no, I was talking to my little brother about him when Westbrook made the team, and Noah was like, I don't think Westbrook should have made the team. And I'm like, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. 
MVP, two-time first-team All-NBA, nine-time total All-NBA, two-time scoring champion, three-time assist leader, nine-time All-Star, record for most triple-doubles in a season ever, made the NBA Finals and the Western Conference Finals. No argument from me. That's one of the greatest resumes of all time. You hand in that resume, that's one of the best of all time. That's not a discussion. People think you're already retired. <laughs> He's yep. got years more to continue adding to all this and, and boost a lot of his... One of the things that I've noticed that haven't really been been kept track in these accolades is kind of like we mentioned it with Melo is totals of their individual stats. And Russell Westbrook is probably going to end up as a guy who's going to be one of the highest ranking guards among rebounds, among assists. And then to have both of those probably end up in the top 10 and then probably top 50 for points is going to end up being one of the only guys across the board who's going to be so highly ranked in so many different categories. That's going to get him up to a point where he's going to be so undoubtedly belonging in this list. But yeah, Russell Westbrook, no doubt about it. I mean, if Kevin Durant doesn't jump ship to the Warriors, who knows what happens in OKC? Yeah, and I wonder if that, mm, I'm going to need to decide if that counts as part of uh, NBA history. Um, Westbrook also 34th already for points. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you got Westbrook, Chris Paul. Last name on this tier. I think he's solidified himself in this tier by making the finals last year. If he didn't, he would probably be in the arguable tier. But look, 11-time All-Star, 4-time First Team, 10-time All-NBA, 7-time Defensive First Team, 4-time Assist Leader, 6-time Steel Leader. I think it's, it's an amazing resume, but his lack of winning really killed him. But now he made the finals. Yeah. Not going to come up on that. He also made the Western Conference Finals when he was with the Rockets. Mm -hmm. There's no killing him anymore for uh, not winning. Yeah, no, for sure. The Chris Paul has become a, more of a winning player in his older age, but even throughout his career, I mean, he's always been one of the best guards in the NBA mm -hmm. and 100% belongs on this list. Just the, the things that he was able to do or still is able to do, uh, not only just on the floor with the ball in his hands, but as a leader in a locker room, as a member of your franchise, as someone who you always want to get in the gym, I think it just make it shows how invaluable Chris Paul can be to a team and how important he is to the NBA culture. And I mean, NBA, uh, what is he? He's the PA president, isn't he not? So yeah, uh, an invaluable part of NBA history right there. Yeah. Um, what's it called? So the next year we're going to talk about is the, um, is the arguable players. None of these players were the best players on a championship team. Some of them won championships. So that definitely helps their cases, but they are in my, they are, they are, at risk of getting bumped off this list when we have the discussion later in the pod of who we would replace for the snubs. Mm. They are Reggie Miller. That, that, that was just a weird selection to me, by the way. I want to put it out there. No championships, only one finals appearance, three third-team All-NBAs, and one 50-40-90 season. I don't think that's that's not... I don't see accolades. I don't see winning, and I don't see NBA history. Yes, the Knicks and the Pacers were a cool little story, but you can they're a footnote yeah that's, that's that's a footnote in the jordan was killing everybody season that was a footnote in the in the in the lakers are going to the in the lakers three-peat that was like a side story mm -hmm. that wasn't the main story 
Yeah, no, I think Reggie's uh, one of those guys whose reverence from the his peers and his fans has certainly helped him on this list. Yeah. And I don't know how many of his fellow broadcasters and, and writers were along on this voting panel. But uh, yeah, he's obviously one of the better players in NBA history. He's had a great career. He had a great career and was very exciting to watch. But when you really have to get down to the nitty gritty of going through all these guys and the list becomes difficult to go to get to. Reggie is one of those dudes who who could sometimes end up being on people's outside looking in. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next name, next name, Gary Payton, nine time all-star, two time first team, nine time total all NBA DPOY steals leader and won a championship as a role player. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad one, but it's not I like, it's yeah. not inarguable. It's not at the inarguable level. Yeah, no, he's someone you could definitely compare with other people and, and see where you which one you prefer more, if winning is more important to you or if certain other accolades are more important. But I'm always, a as a defensive guard myself, a, a big fan of the glove and some, a, a guard to win defensive player of the year, not often done. So I'm, I definitely do think that he should probably be out here. But there is yeah. a if it gets to, to the 100, you might find him way off the list, depending on how some of these young guys in the NBA keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh- Next, next on the list, Paul Pierce. I'm gonna say yes, he won Finals MVP, but l- no, he d- <laughs> he did he did not win Finals MVP because of his play on the court. He won it because he was on the Celtics for ten for what fifteen years, something like that. Yeah. If if they if Kevin Garnett if the roles were reversed, Kevin Garnett would have won Finals MVP. If Kev- if they had gone to Minnesota, if they had gone to Seattle, if they had gone to mm-hmm. Milwaukee, assuming Allen had never left, then that Paul Pierce was not winning that finals MVP. Yeah. That was 100% a reputation pick. Mm-hmm. Also 10 time all-star only has four all NBA teams. None of them are first teams. I think that is a better res- resume than Reggie, but uh, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, it's not, it's not one of those inarguably amazing resumes is what I'm trying to get at right there. Yeah, no, he had he definitely had some years where he was one of the better, if not, yeah, one of the better scorers in the NBA. And he had a, a, a stretch where obviously 10-time All-Star, he was one of the better players in the league. But when you're talking about all-time greats, there are some things that Paul Pierce hasn't necessarily proven throughout his, hadn't proven throughout his career that put him on that list for me, especially finals MVP one time. And it was really just on the back of his entire team and just ha- someone has to get the award. It's Igudala-esque. So, no, I think it's... It's because uh... it's Boston. They loved him. They were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been here forever. We love Paul Pierce, the truth. And, yeah. yeah. Also, like, Boston is very overrepresented in NBA media. Mm-hmm. I think that also helped him a bit. <laughs> but we'll go through it. We'll go through it if we think he deserves the list later. Um, Bob McAdoo, two-time champion. In 1975 MVP, one first team, one second team All-NBA, three-time scoring champion. I, I don't love the resume, but it it, it is a resume. Mm-hmm. MVP is just very short. Also, yeah. championships came well after the MVP. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Next yeah name, I mean, this is or- someone I don't know much about, obviously. have done a little research because I've seen him and I've heard about him. But yeah, a good player obviously important to the NBA story, but I don't know how much he ranks above some other guys who are, who are doing it now or doing it recently. Just to put it in perspective, 
1975, he won MVP, won championships in 82 and 85 mm-hmm. with the Showtime Lakers. Just for the younger viewers out there who don't remember Big Bob McAdoo. <laughs> Anyone named Bob instantly becomes Big Bob. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name on this in this one is Dominique Wilkins. I The most impressive thing he did was he was 14th in most points scored. Um, yeah. Had a great dunk contest with Jordan. Yeah. Uh, That's part of NBA history right there. Definitely is part of NBA history. But he wasn't didn't have any real winning... Uh, he had mm-hmm. some all-star teams, but nothing crazy. Yeah. The last year are both almost definitely getting bumped when we do our list. They are Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard. Those were just really weird picks to me. Mm-hmm. Like, Davis might ultimately deserve it. Uh, at least he's one of the best defenders in NBA history, especially modern NBA history. In terms of yeah. pure talent, he might be the most talented power forward in NBA history. He won a mm-hmm. championship, so there's something there. And, and if if these Lakers win another championship this season, next season, before LeBron re- retires, then he'll mm-hmm. definitely deserve to be on this list. But quite frankly, just because of the timing, like right now they do not deserve to be there. Like, am I wrong? No, I think it's definitely a little bit early for both of these guys, especially Anthony Davis, who's a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. They're obviously, like you mentioned, incredibly incredible talent and has all the tools to make himself into a top 75 player by the end of his career and assemble his resume. Mm. But I think this is one of those cases where, you know, we can, we can leave him off the list and just say like when he, when his career is all said and done, we'll happily hopefully be able to include him. But right now he still needs to prove a little bit more because he's only like 28, 27, like yeah. so much, so much more in his, for him to do in his NBA career still. So. Yeah. And I mean, Eight-time All-Star, four-team All-NBA, time at All-NBA first team. Uh, he's never made a second team, it looks like. Just judging. Interesting. Eight-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at? Damian Lillard just made no sense to me, I'm going to be honest. Like, none. He's made it to the conference finals once. Only made the All-NBA first team once. He does have six All-Star and All-NBA appearances total. That's just not enough for me like at all it's not like Mm. damian lillard is some young guy he's like what he's in his he's over 33 i think yeah 31 Uh, to 33 somewhere in there i think he is 31 he's 31 so he's still got time to prove Mm -hmm. it but quite frankly he's not on a team that's considered a title contender right now he doesn't look like he's he hasn't had a legitimate mvp season ever i i don't understand how he makes this list uh, my hot take you ready hot take mm-hmm. i'd rather have derrick rose than <laughs> damian lillard and i don't think derrick rose is top 75 either so let's not fight about that too much but just <laughs> that in terms of all nba greatness derrick rose is an mvp one time first team three time all-star I-, I think that's worth more than damian lillard yeah damian lillard's definitely in a weird spot right now because he's uh, the talent and the impact on the Trailblazers organization is undeniable. The, what he's been able to do and, and come into the league as a deep brain shooter and really expanded it. Like if Steph Curry's not here, Damian Lillard absolutely. Be- if Steph Curry doesn't exist, Damian Lillard absolutely belongs on this list, and it's probably one of the best point guards ever. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's been in a league where there's other guys who could also shoot from deep with arguably higher efficiencies, and yes, Damian Lillard has hit some big shots and he's known for his 
game winners here and there. They're like you said, there's not much winning that has resulted because of that. Like you've won a couple playoff series off of game winners. It's very exciting. It's very cool for your Portland Trailblazers Hall of Fame. It's not all time NBA greatness. No. And if a guy like the only thing I could say is if a guy like Reggie Miller's on the list, Damian Lillard should probably feel like he should be on the list. But they, I don't know Reggie if really either the of them should be. At yeah. least Reggie made the finals. Like, Dame, yeah. Dame couldn't make the finals, and LeBron was in the other conference. <laughs> okay, this isn't. I mean, I want to. I want to give Reggie the trouble. Reggie, Reggie made it to the final. Like Reggie made it to the finals without uh, well, once uh, Jordan. Once was Jordan retired. was done, yeah. But still, Reggie at least made it. Mm-hmm. Dame didn't make it before LeBron showed up. Dame yeah. doesn't look like he's gonna make it now that LeBron's here. Maybe he makes it way later, but. Maybe he makes mm-hmm. it. Maybe he makes it at some point, but right now it doesn't look like that's close. Um, yeah, just a weird pick in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know who let that happen. Especially like, do we want to do snubs now or do we want to do old NBA guys? Let's do snubs. Let's do snubs. Let's go through the snubs. Yeah, let's go through the snubs of these new guys because I'm not gonna go through guys that didn't make the 50th anniversary team. I'm sorry, Alex English. I'm sorry. I know you have a great <laughs> resume. You didn't make the All NBA 50 team. I don't have the know how and years of background experience to sit there and explain why you should have made the 75 team, but shouldn't have made the 50 team. When I'm about to argue for five guys that quite frankly have a better case than you do. Sorry, Alex English. (laughs) Uh, The biggest snub in my mind, you ready? Yeah. Biggest snub in my mind was Pau Gasol. Mm. He won two titles with the Lakers as the second best player, 16 time all-star, four time all NBA, but most importantly, you cannot tell the story of the NBA without Pau Gasol. You cannot. There's no mm-hmm. way to talk about NBA history. If you wanted to tell all of NBA history, Pau Gasol his, is mentioned by name. You need to say his name. This isn't yeah. like Bill Russell and the Celtics. And you're like, well, Bob Cousy was on the Celtics. Um or whomever, uh, Sam Jones was on the Celtics. This isn't like that. You need mm-hmm. to say Pau Gasol's name when recounting NBA history. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to cover everything, everything that I'm about to say. If you are telling the story of NBA history, you need to say every event that I'm about to list. Every team, every everything I'm about to list. Mm. Get your, uh, get, hold on to your seats. Gather around the campfire, kids. We're getting old school. All right, you ready? Mm. Yes, you, you cannot start. You, you can start earlier, but you need to mention George Mikan and the LA Lakers. Yes. Bill Russell Celtics battling out with Wilt, then Wilt joining the Lakers with Jerry West. Mm. Lou Alcindor on the Bucks, then moving to LA, changing his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the Lakers. Magic Johnson joining those Lakers and all of Showtime happening. Larry Bird Celtics coming to the fruition, battling with those Lakers. The bad boy Pistons taking the stage, winning two championships, Isaiah Thomas and Dennis Rodman, all that. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan finally knocking the, the, the Pistons off with his Bulls. Hakeem Olajuwon's Rockets coming in and winning two in a row. Then MJ's Bulls again winning three in a row. Mm-hmm. After that, the Spurs dynasty began with, da- began with David Robinson and Tim Duncan being drafted. Mm-hmm. And they're going to stay around for almost literally two decades. Shaq then goes to the Lakers. Kobe breaks out and they three-peat. Mm-hmm. The Spurs still are winning games, still are winning championships. 
The Heat win one with Shaq and Wade against the Dallas Mavericks. The Celtics go get their big three together. The Celtics get their big three together. Then Pow teams up with Kobe Bryant on the LA Lakers, and both mm-hmm. teams would win championships. LeBron James then teams up with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade in Miami. The Spurs dynasty again shows up, win, wins, and then comes to an end. LeBron mm-hmm. goes to Cleveland while the Warriors dynasty starts. And then, boom, we're now in modern NBA times with Kawhi oh. Leonard winning with the Raptors, the Bubble Lakers, Giannis and the Bucks finally winning. And we'll see which of those three teams stand the test of time and will need to be mentioned when doing the NBA history. But mm-hmm. for now, all the way up to that Warriors calf stuff, that is everything that is cemented in NBA history. And if you want to tell the history of the NBA, you need to say, you need to say all those events. Yeah. The only thing that I think I would have added to that was putting Elgin Baylor on those that team that Kareem joined up with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably should have, but... I was more concerned about naming every team than I was with uh, naming all the players. Like, if you want, mm-hmm. you can even add a few more teams. Like, I, I wound up saying you, Lou Alcindor's Bucks, they're arguable. I think you yeah. should say them. Uh, the 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 Walt Frazier, w- Willie Reed Knicks probably could get mm-hmm. mentioned. The Jason Kidd Nets might get mentioned. The Pistons from the early 2000s, maybe. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki's Mavs should probably be mentioned for real in both 2006 and 2011 because mm-hmm. of you know him beating LeBron, him beating the Heat. I, I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's a good a good encapsulation of the last uh, 50 to 75 years in the NBA. I think it's weird I didn't have to say the Philadelphia 76ers once. I mean, you did I mention didn't. Wilt. Wilt was on the Sixers, I think, when he was battling with Bill Russell there. Yeah, but you don't need to say that he was on the Sixers. You don't need to say that he was on the Sixers is more what I'm getting at. You more just say Wilt was there. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just just a weird thing with how old that franchise is. I mean, they also had uh, Moses Malone at one point that I noticed is not here. I think he came in. Well, they only won one championship with that team. Exactly. So kind of just weird. Julius Irving. Just weird. Dr. J, Dr. J and Moses Malone won one championship together. Very tough weird. time. Tough time for them. Well, they're coming off the ABA too. Whole different time in the league. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Pau Gasol is, is a name that obviously you take a look up and down this list and there's some, some people we've highlighted already that probably don't need to be on it. And he's someone who most definitely should be on it mm. as someone who obviously won a couple championships with the Lakers and was just integral on coming to LA and helping Kobe come off of that slump when the, like, yes, Shaq had left and Kobe was dominant, but he was just by himself. And it was really just kind of impossible to win by yourself in the NBA. No one really does it. Even Mike has Scotty. So mm-hmm. for, for Powell to come in and be that guy alongside Kobe and then go out and win a couple in LA, it was incredibly important to NBA history and, yeah. and- unreal that he's not there. Unreal that he's not there. Another person, unreal that they're not there, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Four-time Defensive Player of the Year, led an Orlando Magic team to the NBA Finals, won a title as a role player too. <coughs> Five-time first-team All-NBA, eight times All-NBA total. He's the only player with eight or more All-NBA appearances not on the team. He was mm-hmm. the only dominant center from Shaq to Jokic, and it was much more dominant than any center we see today. His resume is probably top top 25 ever. 
if the Lakers win the title this year with Dwight Howard playing a big role, I think you could argue he's top 25 of all time. I don't think there'll be an argument against it. <laughs> but he's also one of the, Dwight is also the only player with more than six all NBA appearances and more than two all NBA first team appearances to not be on the list. Yeah. It's just a travesty, absolute travesty that he's not on this list. No, I mean, it's been, this is one of those times where it seems like people just, I don't know, like did zero, zero background research or completely forgot who Dwight Howard was before 2014. Like we just, apparently Dwight Howard is just a guy who bounces around teams on either overpaid or minimum contracts and gets you 10 and 15 and two blocks. And that's about it. But Dwight Howard literally took an Orlando Magic team to the finals. Like there's a lot of things that were completely changed the Eastern Conference because of Dwight Howard and what he did. One of the greatest big men literally of all time when the run that he had with Orlando. So for him to not be included on this list, it's absolute. it's, it's honestly a joke. Like there's just no reason that he shouldn't be there. Like you said, his accolades alone should put him in the top 50, top 30 players of all time, let alone the fact that he's also an NBA champion and that he's, be, like evolved to be able to become a role player in his older years and continue to contribute on successful teams. Like, yep. All right, all right. The next names I want to talk about they're kind of, kind of, they're very intertwined. We're talking <laughs> about Draymond Green. I yes, get that sir. everyone's mad Clay didn't make it, but Draymond Green is just way better than Clay Thompson in terms of his impact on NBA history. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that Clay Thompson doesn't deserve to be on the list. We'll get to Clay, yep. but Draymond Green was a two-time All NBA. Once as a second team, once as a third team. He also would have been first team. He had more votes than DeAndre Jordan, as he, but his votes were split between playing center and power forward because the all-NBA yeah. teams are stupid. <laughs> Lunacy. Um, <laughs> he was robbed of DPOYs multiple times, still won one, six all-defense selections, three all-star games, received MVP votes in multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Clay had five all-stars and two all-NBA third teams, no MVP votes, no DPOY. Dre also would, um, where else? I, I, I think Clay Thompson still should have made it, but Draymond Green just is a better case than Clay Thompson. Fact and mm-hmm. fact, not fiction. The impact that Draymond Green had on modern defenses is so great. It, 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 he should have made it based on that alone. Yeah, I think we, we talk about Draymond Green, and yes, the counting stats aren't really going to be there. The accolades will be obviously because the Warriors are, have been a very successful team, a little dynasty they had going on for a while. I think still still on the way, just part two is loaded right now. But um, Draymond Green, as someone who's just revolutionized what it means to play defense in the NBA and how you can run small ball teams. like There was very little small ball going on in the NBA. Definitely not as a league-wide, this is how we're going to finish games without Draymond Green coming into the league and doing what he's done for the Golden State Warriors. And I mean, the fact that Rudy Gobert is probably going to end his career on this list and Draymond Green won't because of their DPOY discrepancies no. is going to be a, something that I'm going to argue about till I till I die. And it's I, something that I don't I'm, think there's any... I was, I was going to put Rudy Gobert on. I don't think there's any way he winds up on this list without a championship. I don't think there's yeah. any way. I think, that, I think that his cult following is going to move on once he retires if he doesn't have a championship. I, I pray. I hope so. Because the fact that Draymond Green has less defensive player of the years than Rudy Gobert will never, ever, ever make sense to me. Doesn't ever compute in my brain 
kind of makes me think we're living in just a, a 2K simulation of the league because there's just no reason that should ever happen. Jamon Green is an integral part of one of the most important dynasties of the NBA modern era, and there's no way that he shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> yep, and of course, Clay Thompson talked about him too. I mean, he was yeah. such a key part of NBA history, even though he was the third best player on those teams, fourth best players once KD showed up, but still... Mm-hmm. All star and all NBA as the third as the third best player. I I get it. He's still on my snubs yeah. list. If, if there wasn't so many, uh, it, we'll, we'll talk about it more once we're doing cuts. The last name for me, Kyrie Irving, mm. arguably the most talented player in NBA history. Crazy to say, crazy to say, but just in terms of like, <laughs> he has the most talents that he is amazing at. Maybe mm. of anyone in NBA history between his handle, his shot. His isolation scoring, his, his his finishing packages, all that stuff. He's not the most talented scorer or or anything like that, but the body of work that he has is possibly the most talented in the NBA and in NBA history. Mm. Three-time All-NBA, part of one of the greatest comeback teams in NBA history while hitting some of the most clutch shots in NBA history in that series. That Cavs team immortalized in NBA history. He made seven All-Star teams and shot 50-40-90 last season. The dude has the accolades. Cleveland run is almost definitely not a footnote in NBA history. Um, honestly, I think if it wasn't for all the madness he's causing right now and for pissing off Celtics fans, I think he makes it. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, and, you know, pissing off Celtics fans is a great way to not make it because as I said, very overrepresented in the media. I wonder why I'd love <laughs> to figure out why, but very overrepresented in basketball media. Those Celtics fans, I don't think that helps his case. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think as, so- as soon as he stepped on Lucky, I think there was over for him. Even if it was in his first game, just crossing half court, Celtics would have voted him off. But yeah, no, Kyrie Irving is someone who's, I think, is by the end of his career going to belong on this list. Right now, he's definitely a little bit more on the bubble for me, especially just with all that's going on right now with the Nets and the vaccine and all that. Like the th- The saddest and harsh reality of it is the fact that if his career were to end today, which it doesn't look like it will, but is yeah, that's actually more true, of a but... possibility than pretty much anyone else that we're talking about right now who's still in the league, is he a part of this list? And I don't think that off of what he's done so far, he makes a top 75. And I, I think, think he, with the I Nets, he if might. he wins one more, sure. But with one championship with LeBron and then the fact that he's bounced around teams and people are going to, always bring around the the idea that he's a a culture wrecker and he goes to teams and just breaks them down and leaves which makes no sense but apparently that's what the the media has decided that Kyrie Irving is then it'll be tough for him to really get past that if he doesn't play another game in the NBA but hopefully we see him back on the court soon and he'll continue to add to his resume which should ultimately get him onto this list but right now he's definitely a guy who's on the bubble for me I'm gonna tell you that if if he retired right now then I think in se- and you know continued being as philanthropic as he is, probably still does his craziness too. But continued being as philanthropic as he is, that in five, seven, ten years, people are going to look back and say, "How didn't he make it?" Mm. I think that's going to people are going to be like, "How did Kyrie not make it?" Look at everything he done. Look at look at look at how talented he is. Look at the teams he was on. I, I think he makes it. I think I think that really the madness that he's causing in the moment is why he didn't make it. Like if this list. If this is the 65th anniversary, I think he makes it for the actual 75th team. I think the timing is just really bad for him. Even if he never plays another game, just what he did with the Cavs was so huge to NBA history. 
and what he's his own his overall body of work, his talent, and the accolades are still there. I think he would have made it, especially mm-hmm. over some of the guys that we did see actually make it. Fair enough. He's definitely we, a guy. Like I said, he's on that list. You could make a good argument for him. Yeah, and I mean, we'll go through the next. Uh, now we're gonna go through the old players, and then we're gonna do our who's in, who's out, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Kyrie for sure makes it for me. Once we see who's in and who's out, I think that we've already listed. I think we've already listed five players that I would rather have Kyrie Irving over. <laughs> Maybe mo- probably more than five players I would rather have Kyrie than. Uh, so in terms of old guys, the old players from the 50th anniversary team that don't look like they belong anymore. There were three names that stood out to me, especially mm. uh, that didn't meet the criteria that I laid out at the start. And those sto- the criteria, of course, were story, accolades, and winning. They were Those names were Dave DeBoucher, Nate Thurmond, and Lenny Wilkins, who all had zero All-NBA first-team selections. DeBoucher is the only one with any All-NBA selections where he had one second team. Mm-hmm. So DeBoucher, the, he, DeBoucher had the second team in 69. He won championships in 1970 with the Knicks. He was an eight-time All-Star. Obviously, he was not the star on those Knicks teams, but still a very important contributor. Thurmond. Yeah. Obviously, meant a lot to the Warriors franchise, but he also has zero titles, zero NBA teams. Isn't incredibly important to NBA history. And when I say all NBA teams, I mean second teams even. Back then, there was no third team, mm-hmm. which made sense. There wasn't a big enough league back then. <laughs> uh, I will give him credit because all NBA and MVP voting were done by different bodies at that time. MVP was done by uh, MVP was done by the players. All NBA was not. So he finished mm-hmm. second in MVP voting in 67. But he didn't make the All-NBA teams. And they made the finals that year. Yeah. Didn't win it, but made it. Not the world's mm-hmm. strongest resume, but still pretty good resume. Yeah, Last I mean, name, Lenny Wilkins. Warriors legend. Lenny Wilkins, I think... Oh, yeah. Warriors legend. <laughs> Sorry. Lenny Wilkins, just a much better coach than a player. And I think that's why he made this team. Like, he coached... He was the assistant coach on the Dream Team. I think he was a multi-time champion, all that. Mm-hmm. But his playing career was just not that impressive. No championships, no All-NBA teams at all. He was a nighttime yeah. All-Star and led the league in assists one year. And he finished second to Wilton MVP voting in 1968, the year after year Thurman after did Thurman. the same, but also didn't make an All-NBA team. Mm-hmm. And as a rookie, he made the finals where he played every game averaging 12.6 rebounds and two assists. Yeah, a little underwhelming. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I get his impact as a coach. But in terms of actually playing the game we love, I don't know that that qualifies you as top 75. I don't know if that beats Damian Lillard. Yeah. And Damian Lillard doesn't belong. <laughs> yep. So we listed the first 26. We listed the new 26. We listed the controversies from the top 50. We got five snubs that, uh, five, five names that I would like to add that I think Chaz would like to add. Is there any other names you want to add, by the way? I forgot to ask you. Yeah, there's a couple snubs that I, I thought were worth throwing out there. One who's a little bit, further fetched but i think just because of the the dynasty that he was a part of managed nobly i think not, not the worst name to add i will i will put it out there because mm-hmm. i mean obviously doesn't necessarily have as many accolades he's only got two all nba third teams two-time all-star six man of the year but four-time nba champion nba champion and if you think about someone who kind of sacrificed what could have been in his career to, to be a part of a winning team and a championship organization, like to come off the bench for so many years for that Spurs team and be so important for them 
when he probably could have gone to a worse team and been a number one option and averaged 25 a game if he wanted to, but he, he sacrificed, he put on for the, his, his squad and also an incredibly deep international career basketball. So like, yeah. I get why he's not on the NBA top 75, but just someone who I thought is, is worth throwing out there here and there. And then the only other one that I, I could really think of who's on the bubble for me is Tracy McGrady. Yeah. I'm happy think- you mentioned Tracy McGrady because mm-hmm. when I was doing those criterias for what it takes for um for uh, Dwight Howard to not have made to not have made it uh yeah. to not have made the list I could mm-hmm. have cut the number of all NBA teams down to I think it was 5 if I didn't have Tracy if I if I if Tracy McGrady's career never happened or if Tracy yeah. McGrady was on the list I could have mm-hmm. cut it down to 5 all NBA teams and more than and uh I, I, it still would have been the same. No, it would have been six all NBA teams and two all NBA first teams if it wasn't for Tracy McGrady. Yeah. And I mean, but Tracy Max McGrady also time. did not make the list. Just yeah, due to never winning. All-star. No never winning. Mm-hmm. Never made it out of the first round. I'm not counting his Spurs tenure. Like, no. not to be rude. I'm not even going to count it. I'm not going to discuss it. I'm not going to be like, except for, he never made it out of the first round. Okay. No. He never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Manu, I want to talk really quick. Yeah. Because I love Manu, and I do agree with you on the sacrifice. But in the end of the day, like the overall impact for me was not enough. Mm. Four-time champion, yes. Sixth man of the year. Career averages of 13 points, three and a half rebound, three and a half uh, assists, 3.8 rebounds. Yeah, it's not enough. Or three and a half rebounds, 3.8 assists. Not exactly standing out to you is too crazy. But for real, if that over, if the international record mattered, He's definitely one of the 75 greatest players in basketball history. Absolutely. And a probably lot of people, top 30. <laughs> probably. That winning, I just think if you win a, 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 a gold, an Olympic gold as not the USA, you're probably one of the greatest players in NBA in uh, basketball history. I think that's a pretty easy uh, write down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, uh, I get the argument for, uh, for Manu. I get the argument for McGrady based on just the accolades and uh, the accolades, but not winning and not being a part of NBA history really just takes it down for me. Mm. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Let's go through this. Let's go through the last, let's go through who we want to take out and see how many open spots we've got for the seven guy. We now have seven players that we've put on this list mm-hmm. and we can discuss a little bit how many spots we can clear up, who, who takes whose spot, not literally who takes whose spot, but who, who gets elevated. And who doesn't? Mm. Uh, I just want to quickly... Of course, we're not just going to say these people deserve to be in just because... you know We we always, on the Ball Talk Show, we always say if someone needs to get in, someone needs to get out. And we always make sure to prove that. Yeah. First two I'm going to take out are Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Gotta mm-hmm. say it. I think they both have a way to get into this list, but just their bodies of work right now are not up to par. Dame doesn't have... Doesn't even show a way to get his body of work up to par. <laughs> At least Anthony Davis, there's the chance of, oh, he's on an insanely talented Lakers roster. If they win the championship this year, he is on this list. Mm-hmm. He at least has that going for him. So I get it. But Damian yeah. Lillard just does not even have that. Dame needs not a whole yet. culture change to show that he can even almost make it. So I'm taking them off. Uh, do, do you want to fight me there or... No, I think, like we said before, AD might end up on this list, but 
yeah, for, for now, they can definitely both be removed and potentially added on later once their careers are over and they finish everything. But for now, they're not part of the 75 for me. Yeah, the next thing we want to take off is uh, Lenny Wilkins. Much better mm. as a coach than as a player. I think that's why he made the team, as I said. Like, it's just not a very strong resume. Yeah. Like, someone who's playing, like, I, I just think you need a stronger resume than that when you're handing in the resumes. Mm-hmm. And... The next two cuts are going to be really tough for me because I think that Powell, Dwight, Kyrie, Clay, and Dre are all more deserving than at least four of the following guys. Mm. Nate Thurman, Dave DeBoucher, Paul Pierce, Reggie Miller, Gary Payton, Bob McAdoo, and Chris Paul. And the only one that I'd argue is that you might be able to say that Kyrie is less great than Chris Paul, but I think that all five of those guys are more deserve it more than that entire list that I just listed out. Mm. yeah i mean those it's definitely going to come uh come down to it a little bit more between those Let, let's hear who you who you want to take off who you want to add on and then we'll we'll get a little back and forth going um i want to add all five of my guys i've made three spots <laughs> i've made three okay. spots already so i only have to boot two more guys mm-hmm. i would boot reggie miller first yeah i i give reggie miller that first boot Mm-hmm. And I try not to boot old guys. I'm going to tell you that. Like it's, it, I try not to boot old guys. I, I'm booting Gary Payton. <laughs> I thought about McAdoo. Okay. I couldn't boot McAdoo. I went for Gary Payton. And I know losing the glove hurts you. Mm-hmm. Pierce has the finals MVP. McAdoo has an MVP. DeBoucher has two titles in his prime. If CP3 didn't have the finals run, I might have had to put him in the cutting pile. But that isn't the reality. So I don't need to consider that. I got Reggie Miller and Gary Payton getting kicked off of this list. Is there there any thought of uh, Dominique Wilkins getting anywhere near close to the cut list, given the fact that, yes, he is obviously a, a top 15 scorer in the NBA right now. That number will continue to go down as more guys come into the league. And without any other real winning accolades on this list, is there any way that he he finds himself a little bit closer to the edge of this 75 than he is right now? I mean, it was tough for me because he's still a seven-time All-NBA player. Mm. He's the All-NBA first team in 86, and then four All-NBA seconds, two All-NBA thirds. It's it's tough for me, and a scoring champion. Okay. I think when he retired, he was top 10. It's just tough for me to say, yeah, that needs to get taken away. Mm-hmm. I, and yes, yep. yes, like, I, I don't get why i mean he he went to the euro league and i think that's hilarious he left the he <laughs> left boston to go play in europe in his prime and then came back to san antonio and then orlando yeah nick had an <coughs> excuse me nick had an interesting playing career mm-hmm. but uh in the end still seven for seven all nba teams is just un. uh i think that that keeps you locked in in my opinion it, I think it, it at least keeps you locked in over the rest of this crew. That's fair. I'm happy to add in Powell, Dwight, Clay, Dre, and take out Reggie, mm. along with, obviously, Lenny, AD, and Dame. I think for now, personally, I'd, I'd keep Gary Payton on the list, and I'd leave Kyrie off, just because of the things I said before. 
if I see Kyrie come back and continue to impress and continue to play great basketball, even for just two or three more seasons, I think he'll probably break this list over Gary Payton for me. But for now, I'm going to take GP just because I love what he was able to do as a guard. So I've had some great battles with Michael Jordan, great battles in the Western Conference. So he's someone that I think at least still for now belongs on this list and is on the bubble, but he can stay there for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I definitely don't hate that take. The other take that I will give you is I really look at is the uh, Manu versus Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. That is one that I, I didn't think of Manu hard enough. I dismissed him too fast, but four time champion, two time, uh, all NBA third team versus Paul Pierce. I think only at four all NBA teams. I have it written down somewhere else. Um, mm. uh, all that's to say is that's actually a closer resume than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. Four all NBA teams, no first teams, 10 time all-star. I, uh, actually might have to sit here and say that I think Manu has a better resume than Paul Pierce. I mean, it's definitely not something that I would argue for Paul Pierce for in that case. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and fight it too crazy on that. Um, yeah, maybe Dubuchere also with what I mean, it's just that Manu doesn't have all these all-star teams. Manu has two all-star teams. Whereas Mm -hmm. Paul Pierce has 10 Dubuchere has eight. Mm-hmm. Manu only has two, but he also has two all NBA seasons. And yeah, I think the part of the thing with Manu is the fact that he did come off the bench for so long. Like it's not like guys off the bench are going to be getting the type of accolades that a normal starter is usually privy to. Like it's extremely rare for a six man to come off the bench and make an all-star team. Extremely rare for a six man to make an all NBA team. So for Manu to even have done it a little bit, I think it is very impressive. And then, Obviously, Paul Pierce has some great, great stats, some great numbers, but the the winning and the, the sacrifice for Manu is a, a big factor for me. But even now, I don't know if I would put him over. I'd have to to take a little while longer to mull it over before I could confidently pencil him in for each other. Yeah, and he started every game in both of his All Star seasons. Want to put that out there? Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense, right? <laughs> He's not gonna get it when he comes off the bench. Like no. I don't know. I uh, I mm-hmm. think I'm gonna keep Pierce on this list, and I'm sorry to T Mac that he's not making it, that he's not making it, but just not winning is not enough for me. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the names I'll throw out there quick before we end it: Lonzo Mourning, Ben Wallace, no, Tony Parker, definitely not. If uh, if if Manu is not getting there. it, then definitely not. Yeah, no, those are the only other guys that I kind of had a, a an inkling of. I like the Ben Wallace take, but just not a- enough. I mean, maybe just because no one from that 2004 Detroit team is really mentioned, but that also is part of who that 2004 Detroit team was. Yeah, like no, once Dwight Howard's in there, maybe Ben well, Wallace can get there. <laughs> yeah, but Dwight Dwight also led a team to the finals as far and away the best player. Ben Wallace was a role player in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, they were all elite role players, I guess you could say. Exactly. All right. Uh, I think that's what we got. So we, uh, we've agreed to boot Dame, AD, Lenny, and Reggie. Mm-hmm. And we're adding in Powell, Dwight, Clay, and Dre. And there's an argument between Gary Payton and Kyrie for the last spot on this team. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. I hope, every, I hope, uh, 
This has been the Ball Talk Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on Instagram at Ball Talk Official. If you're listening to this on on a podcast platform or YouTube, like, subscribe, rate, review, anything you can do. It really helps us out. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. 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 Baby.